0: such a busy woman and I'm delighted that you've had the opportunity to take the chance to chat to us today
1: oh not at all thanks Valerie thanks for having me
0: plenty of fond memories in the
1: green jersey yeah plenty of fond memories I suppose you know I, I retired in 2013 um going into that Grand Slam game I knew I was hanging up the boots not for a second thinking that I would be picking up the whistle in uh, in starting a referee a refereeing career as I as I have done but um no I miss it I miss my pals um you know the camaraderie and and the team that you you have around you and the support and um yeah but you know I suppose now I'm in in a a different cap on as as an official did winning that year not make you maybe go is it the right time to hang up my boots should I give it one more go yeah good question well like i suppose at that stage i was 11 years playing and just my body was taking three four days to recover and i met my now wife um and your priorities change and for so many years that was my life and um and i loved it and i you know i have no regrets whatsoever um but i think you know when you know you know and, and that, at that point I knew going to that Grand Slam game that that would have been my last game and um, I was excited going into it and I was excited for the new chapter which actually turned out to be a completely different chapter. Sat here today with um, I suppose achieving everything that I have from an official capacity.
0: Yeah, I mean, what a way to end your rugby career on such a high. But what age did you take up playing rugby? Because I know we spoke to Fiona as well for other Shine interviews and she was quite late to the party. I mean, it was um, when she joined UL. So it was such a late time for her to be joining and
1: for her to achieve what she see What age were you when you picked it up? Yeah, Fiona started when she was 44. So she's done well. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if she said a couple of... Um, nasty things about me so I'm getting in there early um I started when I was 17 I suppose back then the development wasn't there to the degree that it is to this day um but I always wanted to play and I had four I have four brothers and my mum always wanted um you know a little baby girl and uh she had a fifth child as a tomboy so um so look I, I loved all sports but I remember being out the back garden playing rugby with the boys and colliding with one of them and and you know feeling a sensation running down my face and my my nose was literally splat onto onto my right side of my cheek and completely broken and a week later put under um, to get it fixed and that was even before I started playing and I knew I loved the sport. so I was 17, my first game and it was six months after that that I got onto the Munster team and it was six months after that that I that I um, thankfully got selected for the Irish women's team.
0: I did read somewhere I think it was the same brother that broker knows that said you'd go on to captain your country
1: yeah yeah um I remember my first game and I, I have a lot to thank the boys for because they never treated me any different and I suppose that gave me the confidence to be in in, in the male dominant environment that I'm in and and I suppose they never they never questioned that I couldn't achieve anything um they always take credit for um for toughening me up like um I never forget another time we were down the local park and I was in goals. They used to put me in goals initially until I, I pr- proved myself until I got on midfield. But this time I was in goals and, um, and I saved, saved a ball, but like instantly I felt pain and, and my thumb was facing my, my, my face. So I completely dislocated. And it was back in the day, it was about 16, 17 years ago. It was back in the day when there was, there was not really any taxis. And if you were to call one, it would cost a, a lot. And, um, and there was a few and far between, but mum and dad weren't there. So, and we couldn't get a taxi. Uh, so my brother, Gary, he was about 17, decided to pop it back into place. And and what a splendid job that he's done to this day. Like, it's it's still not right. So oh, certainly they take credit for toughening me up. And between that and many other things, um, yeah, certainly they did. But what, when Dave went to that first game, he said to me, you know, you, after that game with Jodie do you know what you'll play for Ireland and not only that you'll get on a captain your side and he said but for, if you're going to do that you need to work in your tackle technique and he was he was uh, 16 he was a teenager at the time and I remember a couple of days later we went down to the local park and we practiced for hours and end and literally stumbled back home you know extremely sore but, you know, they're, they're the things that I'll always remember in, in the support the boys gave me in, in achieving what I've achieved to this day, I suppose. So I'm very thankful to them.
0: I mean, even you showing us your your the way your thumb is now after, your brothers. I mean, what a lovely story to share at the same time as it being a bit <laughs> weird. You know, they are nice stories thing, to have. Right? <laughs> they're foreign memories, but then things change for you. You know, you hung up the boots, but then you decided to pick them back up again and you thought oh my God, I'm going to get a referee going. So someone came to you and they said, right, Joy, we want you to be a referee. And you were like, no way.
1: Yeah, I, look, I had no more interest in the man the moon. The girls always liked me because I was always the one who, you know, we had a rugby analysis, uh, referee analysis who came in the year that we won the Grand Slam. And certainly he had a massive part with us improving our discipline but the, the joke used to always be on me because uh joy you got away with being offside there joy you got to you know and I suppose as you gain experience you learn how to manipulate the referee and but I never thought for a second I would be a referee so Dave McHugh rang me up uh, he was uh, he, he, he refereed in three World Cups himself and uh I said, Dave, I said, um, after giving a decade of dedication and commitment to the game, you, like, I need to enjoy my new chapter now. Like, at least give me a couple of months to enjoy my family and and be there for their moments because they've always been there f- for my moments. And he's, he said, look, there's something there, he reckons, and I'm going to ring you in seven, eight, nine months. And nearly to the day, like eight months later, he rang me. So I said, right, this man means business. So I rang a guy up, someone I really respected in the rugby circles, um, and he was quite high up. Um, and I just wanted to know one question. Was it possible for a female to referee in the top division in Ireland, the, the All-Ireland League, the Gary Owens, the Young Monsters, the Corcans, um, the Lansdowns? And he said, Joy, not my lifetime. And this guy was in his mid-50s. So that was a pretty big statement. Um, so I said, we finished our conversation and put the phone down and picked it back up to Dave and, Q, and I said, yeah, I'm in. Um, and I suppose, you know, when, when we, we take up a new challenge we want to know what has been um achieved and you want to know what you want to achieve and certainly that was from that moment that was my main goal and and probably the character if I'm going to give it some something I'm going to give it 100% or I'm not going to give it at all so at that moment I suppose I committed to that but I think also to the young listeners out there I think it's important that we realize that we will at some stage of our lives if not if it hasn't happened to this, you know, up to this point of, of their lives, that someone will tell you you can't or you won't be able to do something. And you can be one of two people. You can be the person who takes that advice for face value and and I suppose lets that idea to the side and, and moves on to something else. Or you can be the type of person who um, who um has self-belief and, and does whatever they can do to achieve their goals. So uh, just if someone doesn't agree with what you think that you want to achieve doesn't mean you can't do it with a bit of luck as well.
0: It's amazing that that's what kind of drove you on, Joy, was someone saying, no, a woman can't do it. And you were like, right, I'll
1: prove you wrong. Well, I didn't, like, I won't like. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that I was 100% confident I achieved that, but certainly that was going to be my goal and I was going to do everything I possibly could to achieve that goal. And I have reffed in Pro 14 and in Europe and obviously the women's were a cup, but I'm still very proud of that moment because um, of of the resilience, I suppose, that I, that I, that I showed for myself.
0: And when you went to ask this question, you obviously were a bit conscious of your gender, maybe heading into this role.
1: Um, I, I wouldn't say I was overly confident that it was going to cause a massive barrier. Um, because I don't try, to, I don't want to make it a, um, you know, I don't want to make it an issue. Um, sometimes if we overfocus on things like that, then we make it, we make more of a deal than than what's necessary. But it hasn't been all easy, Valerie. Like I remember going into a, a rugby club and been met by um, by the caretaker and asking where the change rooms, where the rest room was, and you know, surrounded by all the players chatting, ready just before going going into their change room, and uh, and he said, "Oh, a woman!" After he looked me up and down and up, and all the boys staring, and I I use humour. I think humour works well, and I just looked down. I said, "Well." The last time I checked in away, yeah, and they all burst out laughing and he went puce really red in the face and he ran in to escort me to the change room and on the way out that same day as I was dressed to warm up, I was met by another club's person, um, an older man and he said, oh, you're here to ref the thirds and I said, no, no, I'm I'm here to ref the first. He said, oh, you, you sure you'll be able to keep up with the pace of play and and I said, yeah, I'm sure I will. And instead of getting confrontational or, um, you know, take, I suppose, taking major offense by that, in a way it's, it's lack of education. That that individual never saw a female refereeing in the middle. And I use that to motivate myself to be as prepared as possible to perform. And I suppose uh, share the message that it makes no difference of characteristics or um, or any characteristics, whether it's gender, religion, color, sexuality it's just about a person in the middle doing a job to the to the standard necessary and I think slowly but surely I've um I've I suppose I've shared that message and and I'm hoping to think that the groups that you know find it hard to see a female in 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 those environments is minimizing so much
0: well no it's great to have someone like you you said they need to be educated and that's exactly what you're doing and Joy you're absolutely doing amazing I think that everyone can speak uh, like so highly of you and all your achievements and they seem to be getting bigger and better and for you and your family it must just be outrageous so far the achievements I mean what's kind of been the highlight so far?
1: Thanks Valerie. Um I saw so many like the Women's World Cup the final I played, played in two World Cups I never got to get to a final as a player but I got there as, as a referee that was an amazing experience. My first Pro 14. That was another really unbelievable experience. Um, yeah, they, they, them two probably be up, up in the top, and maybe they're getting the referee of the year 2017. I actually didn't realize the magnitude of of that award, and I thought I was only getting it as from a female category rather than an overall. And and my wife, Simona came with me, was in Monaco, it was amazing. Um, but it, but it wasn't until afterwards, and the reactions throughout the, throughout the world, and particularly from home, I think. It's moments like those you you see the support that you get from my my own um, city Limerick and um, and and province and you know I'm, I was blown away by the support and I still am to be honest. And it's, it's been
0: great, it's been wonderful and it might encourage other young players to get involved as well and I know you and your wife have some amazing news that she shared recently as well and you're expecting and that's a whole new journey
1: to be a part of as well. Another new chapter that we were <laughs> prepared for not like me becoming a referee. Uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm due in July so I'm not allowed to obviously be in the middle or or being at the, the sideline just because if there's any clashes and just the safety and i'm glad so I'm, I'm predominantly doing tmoing now and um delighted to have been involved in the men's six nations last weekend and i head to, to london now on friday for the second one um england italy so no I'm, I'm absolutely over the moon to be involved in in that respect um but certainly yeah we, we can't wait for for another new chapter to begin
0: it's absolutely brilliant and I know a lot of people you know when it comes to their career and pregnancy they might be afraid to do something like this because it might not have an effect on this but Joy they seem to have you know said right we still want you let's put you in the TMO I mean they seem to have worked around you and you wanting to start a family which is amazing
1: well I do you know what I was lucky because um the 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 TMO opportunity came in November when I was selected for the, the men's November internationals and that was well before this this pregnancy announcement I wasn't even pregnant so um, I'm very thankful to the support the IRFU provide me. Like, it's it's endless. And, um, and my colleagues, um, a couple of which, Andy Brace and Johnny Lacey and George Clancy, all Limerick bound. Um, they, you know, they're great great friends, but brilliant supporters and um, certainly have helped me progress throughout the years. So, and World Rugby, you know, I'm just, I'm, I've am i had a lot of support. And I suppose, Valerie, the other, I suppose, important messages of people out there um, in positions and roles where they have power, you know, I think it's important to give females a chance because if if they don't provide those opportunities you'll never know whether you know how how those individuals will do and those who are ready and right for the job certainly should be given those opportunities and thankfully I I've been very lucky to be provided with with those supports and, and opportunities
0: well brilliant and you're doing us all so proud in the positions that you're doing and the achievements that you've been achieving but do you ever receive um you know messages online for young girls saying I'd love to be a referee what can I do
1: yeah, well, look, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get more on board with from an IRFU perspective in in recruiting and retaining female referees. So anyone out there who's interested in refereeing, please visit the um, um because you know, like the, the friendships, the opportunities, the places that you get to visit um being fit mental health there's so many positives to being being involved and from a refereeing capacity and certainly I would really encourage it so um you can get all the information that you need there
0: brilliant and before we let you go we've kind of been gathering you know some words of wisdom wisdom or inspiration for our young listeners or viewers for this today and um, for you and all your amazing achievements I mean you must have loads but if you can narrow it down to maybe something some bit of inspiration for us out there
1: I have two, if oh, I may. Great. Um, so, you know, the, the first couple of months that I started reffing, I absolutely detested it. Um, and I, I had to properly reflect on why I was about to give up. And Simona said to me, please, just give another three months. And instead of me giving it three months, doing the same thing, I needed to understand why I wasn't enjoying it. And w- what I realized was I'd been refereed by 70 different international referees. And I went out in my first couple of games expecting to be just as good as them, those referees. And it's an unrealistic goal. And it completely minimized my enjoyment as a result because I was making so many mistakes. And I suppose the message I'd love to share is mistakes, making mistakes isn't a bad thing. In fact, it's, it's a wonderful thing because if we don't make mistakes and if we don't understand the why, that's the most important thing, understanding why the mistake happened. Well, then we, we can't progress, develop and, and grow and particularly to the young people you're going to make mistakes in your life um and don't fear them just learn from them and and grow and the lastly i'd love to share is every game that i'm involved with i i go out with um the mentality of have no regrets so whatever you put your mind to do whatever you can to prepare to the most and come away knowing that you're proud of yourself for what you've done um in preparing to achieve your goals and just have no regrets and enjoy
0: Brilliant. Joy, you've been absolutely amazing. Um, we look forward to see what you're going to do next. And of course, you're taking on the biggest challenge of all by becoming a parent soon
1: enough. <laughs> Very true, Valerie. <laughs> the scariest of them all. You're <laughs> on. You're on. You can with the scariest of them all. Yeah.
0: The scariest of them all. I'm sure you'd be absolutely amazing. Congratulations to yourself and thank your partner. You. And thank you so much for joining us. Um, we're all proud of the nation as you for all the work you do. Thanks, Joy. Oh, I appreciate
1: it. Thanks, man.